The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, man, we back, bro. You know what I'm saying? We back, man. Another podcast. What's going on, E? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. I'm excited. How about yourself? Same, man. Same, man. I What's feel up? warmed up. You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? Very it was a nice right. conversation, bro. Yes, sir. Um, you want to hop right into it? Let's go, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. You uh, we was talking about comparison, and um, I brought up the you got to help jog my memory. I was saying that competition, competition, right? So mm-hmm. Terry Crews, man, I'm listening to a lot of his interviews, and he was talking about how he lived his life in competition, right? He would smile, but deep down inside, he would want to destroy you. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like competition breeds that. That's why it is a competition. Versus, I think, being you, like being authentic, being you, not trying to be like, I'm trying to be like so-and-so. I'm trying to rap like so-and-so. I'm trying to speak like so-and-so. I'm trying to write like so-and-so. It's like, be you, man. You have your own unique gifts. And Terry Crews went on to create a furniture line. Like, he just, he created a furniture line by himself. You know what I mean? It wasn't based on anybody else's um, ideas or whatever. It's just him spending time with himself to do that. And I think that's where the best creativity comes in. Creativity doesn't come in competition. It comes in when you've been authentic to yourself. You feel me? And I think that's a hard concept to grasp, even for myself, man. For the simple fact that you're, you get caught, I've gotten caught up in envy, jealousy of saying, dang, man, I, I want that. I want what he got. He make it look so cool the way he driving in so-and-so or where he living in so-and-so or the money he got or the money she got or whatever the show they got. And it's like, I want that for myself. But then I have to question myself and say, okay, am I ready? A lot of times, you know, I realize that I'm not even ready to accept that or I'm not even in a position to have that or I might, I'm not, I might not even want that, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? And if you give it time, you give it patience. A lot of times, like for instance, Will Smith or Kevin Hart or like you hear these stories from these celebrities where they like they tell you their story. You tell they tell you their testimony. And it brings kind of like a 2020 hindsight, like, wow. You know what I'm saying? And I think Terry Crews, he recommended a book called The Key, The Master Keys, The Master Key System. And I gotta read the book. I haven't read it, but what he said from it was that be, do, have. You have to be who you wanna be, be whatever you wanna do, be. Do the things that it takes to do that, and then you will have it, right? So, like, he said that he was like, "Man, I I I, I want to be rich." And he was like, "I'm already a rich man." And if you think about it, like, if I said it to myself, like, "Yo, I, I I'm already a rich man," and it's like I'm rich in so many things, then you have to ask the questions. Okay, I already completed the B. What about the do? So, what would a rich man do? And then you start to complete those steps. Whatever riches you're trying to attain, whether it's riches in relationship, riches in wealth, riches in spirituality, whatever the case may be, and then you will have those things. So I know that was super long-winded, but like, what's your take on competition and you know all that I just said? I know there's a lot. I have none. You answered it all. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I get to no. going, man. I'm like, I'm like good. a motor, nah, bro. Yeah, nah, nah. It was very, it was very spirited. Um, you said something earlier about uh, creativity. creativity. That's what you were talking about. 
creativity and you were saying uh is you know being authentic yeah you know authentic letting it come from within or whatever but another thing about creativity in order to be creative in any and everything that you uh set your sights out on doing and what you set your sights out on becoming um it causes for you to be uh humble It, it uh it calls for you to have Humility, because to be honest with you, um, you have to be able to see the world for what it is. Mm -hmm. The world will teach you a lot about, you know, um, art. The world will teach you a lot about how to create, how to be your most uh, creative version of yourself. Because um, you don't have to look much further than everything around you. Something is always telling you a story. But whether you have time enough to just listen and take it in, that's on you. You know, like I, I was at the beach today and um, when I was at the beach, every it's like it's so much that was going on on the beach. But I just took a little I just took a little step back and I just I looked at the shore and um, it was like it was it was something different going on. It was like as the water would push up onto the shore and then it's like it. You know, it, it made, it gave off this appearance on, you know, it's this quote, don't be a, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not politically correct anymore, what? but you know, that, that term, don't be an Indian giver, mm -hmm. don't be a native giver. But that's the, you know, that's the appearance of what it would look like to be, you know, a native giver. The water will come rushing up on shore and then it'll snatch back. Yeah. And I'll rush back up on shore and then it'll snatch back. Mm -hmm. But as it, as it did this every time is like when a majority of the water went back, you know, went back out to sea, you will see like, um, man, it looked like, it looked like veins that was inside of the sand. Yeah. And you could see like the water coming, like, like it was like the remaining portions of the water was coming back. You can see the, uh, you can see like the, the water coming through like veins, mm. but then it looked, it, it just gave off this other, this other image like of roots, like a root system to like a a tree. It, it it was just like I saw so many different things, and I'm like, yo, this is dope. This is art. Yeah, you know. And it's just like I probably look crazy doing it because a lot of people are like, man, what you know, like people are stopping, they'll look at you because you look different than everybody else. They're like, what is he looking at, you know? But then it's it's right there. The image is right there. I took a picture of it, man. It's just like, and like. In the abstract sense, it's like I saw a tree. Mm. But again, you know, create, you know, just being creative. You just have to, you have to have the eye for it a lot of times. It's, it's the vision, you know. Um, now, uh, delving into what you were talking about before and what you were saying Terry Crews was touching up on, which was uh, the competition. Yeah. The interesting thing about competition um a lot of us, we are bred to compete. Mm -hmm. We always, you know, it's like we come into this world and it's like a lot of times we look for a purpose and the first purpose that's given to us is you see him, you need to beat him. Yeah. Or, you know, you need to, like you said, you need to be like him or you need to be better than him. It's always this compete, you know. And a lot of times we just, we put this image or we put this message inside of a child and we send them on their way without even telling them where the finish line is. 
It's like, so they're just running, running, exactly. running, getting burned out, running, but don't even know what they're running for or even know when to stop running or whether they should even slow up, you know, change lanes or it's just, no, we, we need that direction. We need the direction. And a lot of times competing, it does, one thing that it does do with a lot of us is it gives us a goal. It gives mm-hmm. us a goal, but what's the reward behind, you know, competing a lot of times? Because a lot of times we we exhaust all this energy, all of this fuel. We put all of this fuel into winning, but it can only be one winning when it comes to competing. I what happened? Oh, go ahead. No, but it's like often, oftentimes you stop and ask yourself, what happens to the other person that competed just as hard as you competed, but they came up short? Are they a loser? You know, it's like, and that's the, you know, so I have mixed emotions about this because I am a little, you know, I am from the old school, so to speak. I don't believe in just giving out trophies to everybody. I don't, you know. However, everybody's win looks different. Yeah. So, if you started out and you weren't even placing, you know, you were you weren't even uh you weren't even coming into a national type of place, you know, a placement to even qualify for the Olympics, whatever. If you mess around and you 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 got to the point where you said, you know, my goal is I'm gonna make the team, whatever that may be, whatever the team is, you know, whether it's high school, whatever, and you made the team, then to be honest with you. That goal, you met your goal. You're a winner. Now, I don't feel like you should stop after that. You should go ahead and it's time to, you know, it's time to write a new goal. Not because you're there. Yeah. You, just because you're there, what you going to, now you. <laughs> That's now it. You're going to hang it up. Hey, coach, I'm on the bench now. What y'all want? <laughs> y'all want Kool-Aid? What y'all want? Gatorade? <laughs> you know, I got ginger ale. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Nah, it's like everybody has a part. You got to figure out your role now, you know, and, and how does it, you know. How does it tie into you know the bigger picture? True, but um, yeah, c- competition. Competition is uh, competition in a sense it is needed at times. You know, um, do we take it too far? Yeah, I I definitely think so. Um, again, a lot of us look at it like you know like it's the end all be all, and then it's just like if it don't go your way, then. Right. I guess next year or whatever. Or some people ready to just give it up altogether. Yeah. And I mean, if that's the case, a lot of people don't even understand, man. Jordan even, you know, Jordan even had setbacks. You know, all of the greats at some point has had a setback, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's just that one thing I've I've heard and I continue to hear uh, dealing with all of the greats, you know, when when, when dealing with competition, though, it can become obsessive. So what's your take on that when it becomes obsessive? So for the greats, it became obsessive to the point to where that's all they did was, you know, they 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 slept, they thought on this thing, you know, they ate, they thought on this thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it was no off season. What what's your takes on that? Um, <clears throat> I think that hmm, that's that's a I think competition is with yourself. Like and I'm I'm. Saying that, saying that through belief, and then also saying that I'm I'm getting more and more belief on that, because it's like 
it really is only with yourself, right? Because you can't control somebody else. You can't dictate what somebody else does. So it's like me looking at LeBron James or, or, or uh, Michael Jordan and saying like, he's obsessive. I don't know what his competitive level is. Is that with himself? Is he gauging on something else? I can only base it off of what yeah. I'm competing for mm -hmm. and what I'm competing against. And I think when you when you compete against yourself, that's where you get to, like you're the owner of that. You're the gauge setter for that. Instead of if you're going for something and you're like, man, I didn't get that. It's like, well, you have to ask yourself, if you're competing against yourself, you say, well, how much did I give? What percentage of it did I give? What percentage did I give up? Do I feel like I did this? Do I feel like I did that? Did that? Because if not, the person who told you you failed is the competition owner who who, who gauged what, what your competition was. So my question now becomes, because I'm, I'm guilty of this. Same me, said, same with me. Same with me. To be honest with you, at the end of the day, I really don't care about what nobody doing other than what I, you know, what I'm giving, like my effort. Yeah. That's what's most important to me. It's almost like if you're gonna put something on film, you wanna, you know, if it's on film, you put it on film. When you look back at that film, your dog gonna show wanna look at it and say, boy, I gave my all. You know, you don't wanna look at the film and you be like, oh, they got that. Right. Like, you didn't tell me they was gonna have a copy from not last game, but the game before that. And you know why? Because mm -hmm. you, you you were sitting around there, you weren't doing much. You didn't give no effort. You, you don't wanna be that person. True. So, but. Now, as I get older, I, I look at it and I wonder, is that still like, when you're looking at it like that, when it's about self, mm -hmm. like, is this is this good when you're competing with yourself? Because in a sense, the only reason you're competing with yourself is because you really want to be better. But really, it's, it's more so about trying to reach a level of perfection because you're not you're not chasing nobody else itself. So it's funny because, you know, um, iron shopping's iron. Yeah. But that statement is stated. Was it ever intended for you to be considered iron? You split yourself. That's iron now. Iron shopping. That was never, you know, it was never intended for that to be like that. True. So is that good? What, competing against yourself? Yeah. I think so, man. For me, the way I'm looking at it, because help me understand what you mean by that. Okay, what I mean is competing what, with or Let me ask, mm -hmm. why would it be bad? Because you become obsessive dealing with self. It's almost like nothing else matters other... Okay, so for example, with me, what I've struggled with before and I've noticed it, it's like I get down on myself to the point to where, like, I've, within the last couple months, I've had a coach to tell me, you need to be, you need to be kind to yourself. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I didn't even know how to take that. That's like, that that blew my mind. Like that left me sitting there thinking, how in the world do I be kind to myself? Well, that doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah, I couldn't fathom that. That that walking out that became a conundrum for me that I had to try to figure out. To this point, I still don't quite understand it, but something did hit me because, man. I put myself through the ringer. Like I, 
when stuff isn't done right and I know that I could do better or if I've made mistakes or just understanding understanding me and what I what I need to be doing and doing a better job of. It's like, man, I sit up there and I hammer myself. Like I I don't give myself like bro, like I go, I go all the way in on myself. Yeah. To the point to where I don't like looking myself in the mirror sometimes. I sit there and it's like, man, I, bro, if self was a coach, if, it's crazy because like, I, man, I chew myself up, spit myself out without cussing myself out. But it's like, it's the worst. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't want to look at myself in the mirror because it's <laughs> like, you're going to call, oh, boy, here come coach. <laughs> you feel me? Head yeah. down. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I'm constantly giving myself that. I understand that. Then it dawned on me, I'm like, I heard, you know, I heard the coach. You need to be kind to yourself. And it's like, you do, because if somebody's constantly tearing you down, they're not building you up, then they be real with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like, you start wondering, like, why am I continuing to do this? If I'm not, if I'm not even, if I'm not garnering the, the results that I'm that I'm that I'm trying to garner. Or I'm hoping that, you know, that I'm hoping to get. Why am I continuing to do this uh, to myself? At this point, I'm a failure. You start to believe that. Yeah, you do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like competing with yourself, you start to chase perfection. Yeah. None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody. You know, and that's why, you know, I, I, I narcissism. You look at that and you if you look that word up, you know, you start to, like perfection is stated. You see perfect in that definition. So I'm wondering, like, is that good? I think like, uh, you mentioned being, well, let me start at the beginning when you said be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. right? So I recent that's a recent uh, thing I say within the last year or so that I'm learning the way I talk to myself in my head. If I mess up the way I the way I correct myself, what do I say when I correct myself? Asking those types of questions, right? What do you say when you correct yourself? Uh, like yo, like it, it it's a work in progress, man. Sometimes it is kind. Sometimes it's good. Like yo, Bruce, man. Like hey, man, don't worry about it, man. You gonna get it better next time, or like stuff like that. Like hey, man. Like today, I'll give you a perfect example. The media ministry wasn't as good as I, I wanted it to be. You know what I'm saying? It didn't it didn't hit like I wanted it to hit. You know, we had a lot of technical difficulties, which I couldn't control. It was out of nobody. Nobody on our team could control that. But it's just like, dude, if you would have been here a little bit more early, if you would have did this, if you would have did. And it's like, bro, how can I? You know what I'm saying? The hours I'm working, the time I'm committing to my family is an old possible way. When you think about it that way, you know what I'm saying? Versus if you make a mistake at work or I make a mistake at work and it's like, you stupid. You know what I'm saying? You just going in on yourself. So it varies. And I think the way I learned how to be kind to myself was like, I listened to a bunch of podcasts and books. Uplifting. Well, not even uplifting. It's just people that I feel like are where I want to be or, or have the mindset I want to have or, or or have the body that I want, I, I'm shooting for. Not saying I want their body, but I'm saying the physical, la- the fitness lifestyle that I, that I uh, want to be around, that environment. So I try to put myself in that environment because not all the time you're in that physical environment. So I listen to... Like I might type in um, how to count calories, what to do when you you have cravings, 
Questions like that. It's questions you would normally type into Google. You know what I'm saying? The questions I would normally type into Google. And I typed them in on Spotify. I just listen to people talk, listen to other people. And a lot of them have great, like I, I spoke on Terry Crews earlier in the conversation. He has great advice, man. Like I like his advice. I, I subscribe to a, a lot of his advice that he said. So that's how, that's, that's helped me to understand being kind to myself. That's helped me to understand competition a lot better. And it sees the the negative way he took competition. And it's like, okay, how do I, I that can help me avoid it. And then the way he corrected it, it's like, okay, these are areas that I could correct myself because I, I've heard him speak about it. And it's like, wow, I have those same issues. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I just researched a bunch of stuff, like uh, stuff I struggle with. I was like, you know what? I can't read all the books in the world. Let me just hear somebody like just speaking about it. That's what, uh, I love interviews. I love podcasts because you get to hear people at different levels of life that's be going through things that you're going through that can make help or have been through things. You know what I'm saying? And it just helps to hear what what they use and and how their their, their solutions can maybe uh, rub off on me. So I love doing that, man, because. You know, not all the time, like I said, you're in the physical environment of people that are doing great things or people or you have the time to spend time with your pastor or have the time to pull your boss aside and, and, and have two hours with him. So podcasts do that for me, audio books. Got you, got you. Um, I know. Uh, so one of the biggest things. competing for someone's approval. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So when does this happen? We're going to throw out a couple of uh, examples of this. One is, you know, when you're single, you see a young lady, you like her. It's funny how you, let's let's talk about that for a second. What's so that? it's funny when you say, you know, you can see somebody from afar. You can see a young lady from afar, right? And you, I like her. How you know you like her? You never met her before. You don't know nothing about this. You know, <laughs> So technically, I like how she looked. That's what we're saying. Yeah. I like how she looked. That's all you... She's a ghost at that point. Right. Other than, you know... A shell. It, it, that's it. <laughs> I like that shell. You know what I'm saying? Real. But, real, bro. So in the sense, we drawing... Are we drawn toward lust? The initial thing is just being drawn toward lust? Appearance of something? Yeah, I think it is lust. You know, a desire. Lust and desire put together. But those are two different things. You competing for her time. That's all it is, because at the end of the day, it's based. Everybody's given a, a period, a window mm -hmm. to wow someone. And you know what makes that even harder? When somebody letting you know that you be in time. That makes it a lot harder because now you think every word got to hit. Every <laughs> word got to be a banger. Yeah. When it's, it's impossible that every word is going to be a banger. But now you on the clock. But I think that goes back into competition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Compete. Yeah, yeah, competing. You competing for the time. You said uh we mentioned lust. Lust is sexual lust is sexually based. It says um very strong sexual desire, having a very strong sexual desire for someone. So desire. So desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. So lust is more sexual lust is based basically sexually based. Desire is wanting something or wishing to have something. Excuse me. Give me one more. Infatuation. An intense but short-lived passion or admiration for someone or something. Mm. It's short-lived though. Yeah. So that right there, in your in your window of trying to wow someone, 
that red day could play out because you can tell in that window in which you're trying to impress someone, depending on their reception to which you, you know, you can really, at that moment, you can determine, you know what? I don't like her. Just not worth it. Mm-hmm. She got a jacked up attitude. Ah. But that's hard to base in that short amount of time. I don't think so. In some cases, depending on like you saying like lust and desire, right? Like I'm thinking, and maybe I'm speaking 2020 20 like, but I'm saying like if you're with a young lady, you're like, man, she looking good. I'm trying to get with that. You know, I would I would say. All right, so check this out. What's up? I'll show you how. We're going to role play real quick. Go ahead. So like, I'm like, man, I'm trying to get with that. First, like now I would question like, what is it about her that you're trying to get? Is it in her pants? Is it trying to be in a long-term committed if relationship? You, okay, if you seeing her from afar, what is it? Because I mean, at that point, you don't know nothing else about her. You see a frame. But I'm attracted to her visually. So what is it that you attracted to? That's what I'm saying. That's what I would have to question. Exactly. But then now you you then okay, you've you've geared yourself up to a point to where now you you've taken a couple uh, steps in her direction. Now you front and center. Okay. You on the stage, bro. But it depends on what I'm going after. Like if I'm just trying to get in her pants, it's going to be a totally different approach than if I really want to build a relationship and get to know her. Do you have more confidence if you're trying to get in her pants or do you have more confidence if you're just trying to, if you really legit trying to get to know her? Um, it just depends, man. It depends. What do you think it uh, depends on? Because if I'm trying to get in her pants, then it's more manipulative than versus if I want a real term, real long-term uh, relationship with her. Interesting. So it's more manipulative, right? Yeah. So with that being said, confidence, which one would give you more confidence? Um, If you're really trying to get, if you legit- I would say they up, even, you know what I'm saying? I don't think so. Why you say that? It's crazy how I'm going to put this out there, but I think- from watching uh, a lot of guys over the years and even when like I've started to try to pick up on certain things, you got more confidence when you, to me, I've seen more guys have more confidence when they're going at the what's in the pants because really and truly they can care. I don't know why it is. I've seen so many guys over the years, man, they'll go and they come up with uber confidence because they're at the only one thing. They don't yeah. really want to get to know them. And it's like they come out, they strong. Confidence. But then if that guy was really, if that guy really liked the young lady, now he's thinking more. I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. So now the confidence isn't what it would be if he only think about one thing, one thing only. Because now he's second guessing everything because he wants it to be exactly perfect. No, nah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. It made more sense. The reason I said both was because it's like you could have both. Like somebody just want to be a player and he coming at it like, bro, I don't have five more of you. You know what I'm saying? Or you could have it to where it's like, yo, I really want to make this person, I really see something in her and I really want to be with, like, have a long-term committed relationship with her. So now I'm going to come right. at it with a, I'm going to come at it correct. You're right. Now, a lot of dudes that have come up to the, hey, man, I didn't have about five of you. Yeah. That right there, it's almost like with that, that's almost like an answer back if she rejects him. So in a sense, it's like he answering back, look, look, Shawty, don't play yourself now. Yeah. Look, you bad, but I didn't buy, I, I didn't have about five of you before. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like to kind of like try to 
break her down a little bit. So it's like, you know, I don't know, man. Um, that's interesting though. That's interesting. I'm gonna start spitballing, all right? So we're gonna spitball, um, run through a couple of topics. Don't know where we're gonna lead at, all right? Manipulation is a taking advantage and submission is a choice. They're two different things. Do you think they get used interchangeably or you think they get misused? Submission. And manipulation. I think submission for a lot of people, a lot of people submit so that they can feel like they've taken their power back. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you feel like it's a choice? Submitting? Yeah. It is a choice. Anything that deals, see, submitting, it's okay. In a wrestling world, when you, you know, when you submit, what does that mean? Yeah, you tap out. Yeah, you yeah, tap yeah, out. Yeah. Gotcha. That means you made the choice of Give calling. Up. Yeah. You say giving up. I wasn't gonna say that. Some people say quit, <laughs> but still, you submit, you allow the person to get the win. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's a good thing? Submission is a good thing? Do you look at it as a good thing or a bad thing? So, well, see, I, I can't be the judge of that because certain people would do it for certain, you know, for different reasons, depending on the situation. Certain people to. Or I'm saying like if you somebody said like hearing the word submission, does it like does it put a bad taste in your mouth or does it. Um, I mean, or do you look at it badly and negative or just like whatever? Me personally, I. Because I, I know some people that look at it negatively. Some people I mean, feel some bad. people do, but like for me, I, me, I don't have connections to submit, you know, like to submissiveness. I, I just, I don't because, you know, I don't know. I'm just, a, <laughs> I'm just a natural fighter. That's just me. I'm a like, I'm a just fight to the end. That's just, that's just me. Like, I don't know. It's just something in me that just, yo, keep fighting. Like I'm one of the ones, man, I could be getting blown out of the game and I'm still trying to, <laughs> like, for real. Now, I feel you. I'm laughing I'm, I'm laugh because I, I can picture it in my head. Yeah. It's like, yo, keep going. You and know then I'm saying? getting aggressive. Rocky popped in my head. Bro, I'm talking about the game <laughs> going on. I'm talking about, man, they, they might be three points from winning. And I'm sitting around here, man, we only we sitting on three points. And I'm like, man, hey, man, hey, right, hey, we need that defense going. Hey. Hey, look out for backside. I, I'm I'm calling it all. I, yeah. I'm just that's that's just me though, because I I always like to believe that, you know, while you have the opportunity to compete, going back to competing, you never know what could happen if you apply pressure. Hmm. See, a lot of times when you behind, it's easy to play. It's it's easy to play ahead up until. You start to when you start to apply pressure and make turnovers happen, and all of a sudden now the other team's sweating because now you didn't you you've gone on like a five point you know now all of a sudden you didn't you score five points off turnovers yeah now all of a sudden where you know the margin might have been ten now all of a sudden that margin is down to five now down to three pressure starts to build mm-hmm. so that's that's when you you have the chance to. Take things into your own hand, and now you create the chaos for them. That's just that's where I'm at. No, with I feel it. you know? on that. That make that makes sense though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But now again, certain people, certain people simply submit. Uh, they they submit because they think to themselves they could be in a world of pain, and they say to themselves, 
if I submit now, I won't have to go through pain. Wow. What's up? Just thought about suicide. Some people sit with the mindset of, you know, I've been battling with so much pain to the point to where if I go ahead and I submit, I won't have to feel pain no more. That's where certain people's minds are. Yeah. They don't want to put up a fight anymore because they feel like I've tried fighting and instead I'm getting worse. You know, my body hurts more or, you know, I'm getting beat up. I don't see the results. Yeah. Or I'm getting beat up in this relationship. You know, I'm allowing this person to hurt me, but it feel like I already died at his hands already. So now if I go ahead and I, I take this act on to my own, you know, I, if I do it myself, I won. 100%. A lot of people feel that way. That's crazy, man. So let me ask you this. Uh, I got written down. It, it's one of the hardest things to do in the world is to give 100% today after you gave 100% yesterday and didn't get any results. Whether that be relationships, work, side gigs, gym, paying off debt. How do you continue to be results driven when you don't get results? What else should I be driven by is a question I would ask. But I, but I also have to learn that even though you give 100%, you're not going to knock it out of the park every time. So I, I, like I told you before, I got this. I'm a firm believer, man, that even in every negative, you see a positive. And if you do enough things, you know, if you presented enough opportunities at doing different things, then you'll start to see that you're starting to become versed in certain things. Mm -hmm. So even if this doesn't, you know, this doesn't work out for you. Yeah. But you've given you all. And then the next thing doesn't work out for you, but you've given you all. But then you've seen where, okay, you know what? Man, I think I mastered a little something here. You take a little bit of what you gain, the knowledge that you gain from over here. You take a little bit of the knowledge that you gain from over here. Even in, even in, you know, if they're not successful things, but you can take it and you can start writing down what all you did do a good job at. And from that, man, you write enough things down, bro. And you put it on a piece of paper, bro. I'm quite sure you could come up with a business or something in which you can build from. It's um, it's it's crazy because you mentioned um, iron shopper iron, right? Mm -hmm. Sayings like that, or dog eat dog world, right? Dogs don't even eat dogs. You know what I'm saying? But it's like sayings we live by, right? And it's like that that solution you just gave about writing the things down that you say you was good at. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think about you, I said it, uh, it's hard to give 100% today when you gave 100% yesterday, you didn't get no results, right? And I'm thinking about like, you know, early on in my relationship to where me and my wife had different differences. And it's like, I said something that I wanted her to agree upon. Or I wanted her to, you know, get my side on. And we just saw, we didn't see eye to eye. We just clashed. And it's like, bro, why am I even putting this fourth effort? I ain't getting nowhere. You feel me? But like two years later, like down the road, we good. We in a good spot. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it could be working out. It's like, you know, early on, it's like, man, I'm sore. I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. I don't even see the, I don't see no results. And I start to see results. And it's like, okay, I get it. So it's like, it's so easy to have that mindset of like, yo, why am I even doing this if I don't see no results? But the solution is to write it down to see like, yo, these are the, these are my milestones. You, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting that you said that. The key word is, I don't see the results. The, the interesting thing about it is everybody around you see the results, though. They always see the results. Even if you've, for example, 
okay, what's the difference between a, a brother that, for whatever reason, he can't get a job, yeah, then a brother that he have, you know, he just keep winding up on different jobs. Do you knock the brother that has no job, but he's trying to get a job? Do you knock the brother that's that's had multiple jobs? The thing about it, both of them, it's no quit. Yeah, it's like you going out there. So now, guess what, bro? I gotta give it to you, bro. I don't know how you be doing it, bro, but you like a cat. You always land on your feet, bro. Like you, you getting these jobs. Then the other brother, bro, I gotta give it to you. Ain't no quitting you, bro. Even though you don't have a job, bro, you still out there trying to grind to find a job. Or even if he doesn't, if he's not working a nine to five, he out there hustling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He up there cutting grass. He up there, you Doing, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever. That whatever needs to be done. My thing is, and from doing those things, it's like, okay, when you take the moment to write something or jot something down, then all of a sudden, that's when you can see it. Yeah. Because guess what? Everybody else, like I say, everybody else can see it. And then somebody else might finally be able to show it to you what they see. Mm-hmm. See, somebody like we could be having this conversation and I can already see how gifted, you know, how talented you are. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, like, boy, I see you doing your thing. What you mean doing, uh, doing my right. thing, man? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not a whole, I'm not maintaining nothing. You know what I'm saying? I didn't work, I didn't work about seven jobs, man, in a year. And you're like, bruh, okay. Have you jot down what it is, bro? You okay? For example, if you tell somebody, well, let, let's just let's just jot down them seven jobs and why they didn't work. Yeah. Sometimes that's the key. Writing down why you felt it didn't work, and then you will find the answers to what you seek and just writing down why it didn't work. You said something. You said sometimes people can see stuff in you, or people can show you things, and then you can see it in yourself versus you writing it down so you can see for yourself, right? I think that's the huge key, man, and the importance in writing is because, like, you need to see it for yourself. Like, you need to show it to yourself. And that's how you do it. Like, you are able to, like you said, write down those seven jobs and why they didn't work so you can see for yourself and help yourself understand why it didn't work. Yeah, sometimes it ain't even about helping yourself. It's about helping out the next person. That's how you get self-help books, bro. Being the example you want to see versus saying something that sounds good. Do you have anything to say on that? Being an example, man, to be honest with you, man, it's... It's one of the easiest things to do, but then it's 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 challenging because people gonna always ask, bro, why you doing? Why you do what you doing? You know what I'm saying? You what you you looking for? You know you looking for attention? You what you you looking to? You know you you want to be a good old boy or whatever? Yeah. But you like nah, brother. It's it's actually it's it's deeper than that. It's you know integrity for me, or you know what I'm saying? I just I'd rather just continue to practice doing it right because this is what right looks like. And I want to get the muscle memory of always doing it right rather than, you know what I'm saying, going out there and that one day you like, you know what? Nah, I don't feel like it today. And that's the day you get hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But what happens is oftentimes, man, when people when people come to you or they're looking for the, you know, that that image of what what looks right. Oftentimes you got the people that always they bark out, you know, they hey man, you need to be doing it this way, this that, you know. And what happens is a lot of times it pulls people away from them. Facts. And instead, when they're looking for, you know, when they're looking for, you know, the appearance of 
I'm going to say uh, a period in which they can follow by or, you know, looking for that, that, you know, the example. They go to the person that don't do too much talking, but they always, always busy at work, always, you know what I'm saying? Every time you see him, you know what I'm saying? Hey, he got set. It's always on work. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like the brother, you know, hey, that brother, I can learn some things from him. 100%. I, I'm with that, man. Um, You can be smart and act dumb, but you can't be dumb and act smart. Anything to say on that or skip? <laughs> you can be smart and act dumb, but you can't be dumb and act smart. I'm going to have to disagree on that, bro. What? Yeah. I'm no way, bro. I'm, I'm no way, son. You can't be smart and act dumb. Yeah. Everybody know that. 100%. Key example. You know what I'm saying? When foolishness come around, you play dumb. Yeah. I don't know. Brussel it? I don't know. But then... When is the time that so-called dumb people appear smart? Um, that's when it comes back into saying something that sounds good. That's what you think? Yeah. And it's like when the time comes to actually prove yourself, is no, you know, you can't you can't back it up because you don't know what you're talking about. I think the time that I think the time that a person so-called that a person that's so-called dumb appears smart is when somebody asks a question. And they're not trying to sit up there and act like they know the answer to it. I what think, do you mean? What what answer do they give? You got you got certain people that's smart. Yeah. They are smart, but never want to be seen as looking dumb. So they're gonna always act like they got an answer for everything. And sometimes you just really don't have the answer for something. Oh, yeah, that's I the agree time that. you appear dumb. Then you got certain people that's so-called dumb. People don't expect nothing from them. And person come trying to make a fool out of them and hey so what's your thoughts on to be honest with you i think it's all foolishness i really don't have a dog in that fight i'm not saying much 100 i agree with that that was a smart answer you know what <laughs> exactly what I'm but then you got somebody over there that's smart don't know don't even know what they yeah, said yeah, they yeah. ain't got hey they ain't got <laughs> lost in the conversation three times and you like bro what we talking about again <laughs> i understand you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. for real that was a good turn on that um so this guy named 19 Keys, uh, I was watching an interview of his and he said something um, that may spark conversation. He said, so when he presented with a problem, he doesn't romanticize a problem or a trauma bond. He looks for solutions. Um, what do you think about that? Like trauma bond. And I guess I assume what he meant from that and what he explained is like, you know, people complaining about the problem along with him. It's like, well, where's the solution based to that? What's the solution to it? Well, I mean... Well, I look at a man in, in life, right? Uh, bruh, like in a room, in a room that can be amplified through sound waves. Yeah. If you get enough people in this room, bruh, and you ask enough people, how you doing today? Eventually you'll start getting a lot of people that's complaining about something in the world, right? But then after a while, bro, you get so many complaints to the point to where, you know, you got to halt then and say, all right, bro, all right, we got too many complaints. Who want to go and who want to work towards solving the issues? Yeah. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. Or how can we do something about it? It's like, you ever hear that? Do you do you ever hear people start off with that? What? Man, you know what, man? You know what would be a good idea in this world, bro? 
that we came together and we did this, did that. If somebody asks you, how you doing today? Or, you know, uh, like, man, what's bothering you? Oh, you hold on. You saying that if you ask like, hey man, how you doing today? And they come off with like, you know what would be a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> you saying how would I feel? No, yeah. It'd be kind of weird though. It'd be weird, but guess what? It'd be weird because again, it's something that we're not accustomed to doing. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing about rituals, or that's the thing about you know, um, just like going through the motion. Going mm-hmm. through the motion is, bro. How you doing today? Good. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Or if you hear that, all right, bro. Like that didn't sound good. Right. And that that's where you open up the door to it. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yesterday, man. You know what I'm saying? My car was broken into, man. My wallet got stolen. You know what I'm saying? This, man. Boy, this world effed up, man. This, you know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> hey, I tell you like this here, bro. Sometimes, bro, I just want to go and buy a gun, man. And I just want to just like lay waste, bro. <laughs> we don't be ready for that. Unload. That, that you what feel I'm me? Hey. Like, whoa. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? It's like. That's, that's really what be going yeah, on. Yeah. And then, but then. It, it, but then what it does is it just goes to a lot of complaining about, mm. you know what I'm saying? But you flip that, what if it sound like this? Bro, how you doing today? Man, do you really want me to answer this truthfully? Man, yeah, man. Hey, let me I got know, a little man. bit of time on my hands. What's yeah. going on? Bro, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know what it be dope, bro? That we all came together, bro. And like, bro, took the, you know, the next generation, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, the the, the cats that we knew, bro, they just kind of look shady, bro. Just like spend a little time with them, man. Just spend time with them, man. And just, 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 just find out what was on their mind. Like, mm-hmm. how can I help you to help yourself? Or how could we help one another? You know what I'm saying? Hey, or just, just add some sudden thought provoking. Like, bro, like if you had the money that you really wanted, bro, what would you do with the money that you, you had? Like you accumulated. What would you build? That's a good question, bro. That's real. That's real, man, to be honest. I think that'll be a turn on a on a day. I think that's questions like that is like the people that you run into and it's like, man, they changed my whole day. Like, dang, dude. Like you, you know what change I mean? people's lives like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, man. That's real. Because that person could be thinking about going to jack somebody right there right. and now. And all of a sudden now they think, yo, I don't have to I need to be thinking about how I can make money and like sustain, you know, yeah. and just like continue to just bring money in. Like, how can I make money make money for me? How can I wind up with residual money? 100%. I'm with that, man. I like that. Now we're getting ready to switch gears. I don't know if we should right now or not. It's going to go into some black history, black culture type Let's stuff. Let's get it, bro. All you right. Know I'm all about it. Okay. So back to that question, 19 Key said, when he presented with a problem, he doesn't romanticize the problem or trauma bond. He looks for a solution. So I was thinking like, okay, he's like, uh, I don't know if he said this or I said this, but it was like, yes, MLK had a tragic end to his life, but that does not negate the positive impact he had on the world while he was here. So while it's unfortunate that it happened, it doesn't mean that we can't take away and learn and build upon it. And then it's like, you have that, that stance of like, every time we try to do something then in the black community, it gets sabotaged. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, okay. I would think how many times you burn yourself with a stove or burn yourself on something hot, but you don't stop cooking. And some people choose to, some people don't. But you have to make that choice of either that's an area that I want to learn from and I'm going to try it again or I'm not. Uh, but it's all a choice. 
I think sometimes we have a crippled mentality when it comes to that of like every time we try to do something, it gets sabotaged or every time we try to do something, it, something happens to it. And so a lot of people like, so why even bother? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's fear. That's just fear. It's um, the crippled mentality comes from the field because truth be told, they're not going to tell you this, but I ain't trying to be the next one to get assassinated. True. Like, that's what, that's really what it goes, you know, that's what it boils down to. Like, 100%. Hey, I ain't trying to get knocked off. Same. Same. She did. Like, if you get people in private, they'll give you masterful plans. You be like, yo, that's dope, man. Go ahead and spill it. Who said he about to lead it? I'm not leading it. <laughs> I, yeah. I got a family. I'm trying to. True. That's, you know. That's a very good point. But through the traumas, I say this, through the traumas, and, and there's been many traumas over you know over the uh the span of our history it comes like you said it is it, it is a choice and it comes down to this either you can be troubled by the trauma or you can become the trauma's trouble what i mean by that is this here you can become the enigma to the issues that plague us. You can become the enigma to the point to where people, now granted, it is certain people that sit around here and that that do, uh, they scheme. How can we get rid of this? Yeah. Like, we got to get rid of this. And you can become that enigma and you can become the, the trauma to them and how they see it to the point to where now they trouble. Yeah. Either trauma will trouble you or you can become the trouble to the trauma. I like that. I like that, man. Terry Crews, he said, the world tells you that you are broken, but you're not. You're not just, you're, you're, you're just not finished. And you have to assemble yourself like a box of Legos. Take off parts that don't fit or don't work and rebuild yourself. What do you think about that? I mean, to be honest with you, man, that's, that's, that's a lot of truth in that, man. Um, it's like when you get a box, or if you get a like a, a box of puzzles, puzzles don't already come. You you, you know how it is. It's mm -hmm. like, bro, you got to take the time, and it takes time. It do it takes patience. It's like it takes vision. You got to see yourself complete. You got to see your. You got to be able to see and understand that although I appear here today looking like this, it's more to me. I'm more than this. You know what I'm saying? You got to see yourself. As a winner, you got to see yourself as a leader. You got to see yourself, you know, in front of the people. You got to see yourself engaged in, you know, uh, situations that you, you're not comfortable being in. You got to see yourself, you know, as a beacon of light. You got to see yourself. It's funny. I feel like I'm giving affirmations, but that's not. Nah, that's is. real, man. I'm, that's I'm, what it is. hundred percent, man. You got to see yourself for who you truly are. Definitely. And you, only you can dictate who you truly are. That's, That's by real. saying, yes, I am, or no, I'm not. Somebody tell you, you know, you are you are sorry with no, I'm not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are the things you can speak. Everything don't have to be, well, maybe I am. Stop the questions. Let's go and let's, <clears throat> let's stick to the statements of who you are. Yeah. That's it, man. I like that, man. Displaying control. Having control is one of the strongest examples of strength. Being able to resist what's available. That is 
one of the hardest things I think it is to do. When you say resist what's available. Yeah. Like resist what's available, whether that's women, whether that's food, dog. When so, you can have it, so bro. That's no different than denying your flesh. Cause I mean, it's already it's gonna be around you anyways. And it's gonna be at a premium and a maximum. It's it's all around. It's a buffet out here. He said a premium. It's it's a top buffet. of the line. There it is. I need a dime. Yeah, there That's it is. top of the line. There, there you go. <laughs> but you know what? That don't mean that just because it's around you and it look good is good for you. Yeah. That's it, man. That's man, dude. That's um that's a consistent battle, dude. Resist what's available. You know what I'm saying? It's a consistent battle, man. Now, this is another pivot. It says, when there is always time for everything, there is no urgency for anything. You, when you're in your midlife, you often have heightened feelings that there's not enough time in life to waste. We become over, we become overcome with the illusion that we can do anything, be anything, and experience everything. Then we start to restructure our lives around the needs that are essential. This is this means accepting that there will be many things we won't do in our lives. Is that uh, what do you think about that when you hear that? That don't apply to me. Um, to be honest with you, man, I've struggled with the exact opposite. I, I've, I've uh, up to this point, I've lived my life like I don't have a lot of time. But even with that. You start rushing, trying to do, you start a lot of things and sometimes you never finish anything. Mm. Or, you know, you'll sit up there and you'll, you'll put, you'll put forth so much effort um, and energy into one thing to the point to where you come back and it's like you wore out because in your mind, you wasn't going to have time to finish this and then it got finished and now all of a sudden, Life is still going, yeah. but you put so much into that, you're tired, you're exhausted. Now you don't want to do much or anything. So it's just, it's the moderation, understanding that, yeah, time is very, is very valuable. Uh, none of us know how to read time properly. So whilst we have time, it's, it's an opportunity, it's a ticket in a form of opportunity. So when we have it, we have to make the most of that time, we have to take and utilize that ticket the right way. Or it's like, what are we really living for? I agree with that, man. I think uh, it does become a point in time when you feel like you don't have enough time left. And when there is when there is always time for anything, there's no urgency. For, excuse me. When there's all when there is always time for everything, there's no urgency for anything, man. And um, Man, like you said, when you when you pick up a lot of things, you never get anything done. You never finish anything. So being able to like zone in, I think that's what as you become older, you come in your midlife, zoning in is like a cone. You become more direct and question asking, more direct and making goals, more direct and asking yourself questions, more precise with it. And I think that's what I've learned like coming into my midlife. I think too, man, the longer you live, man, with you know, with with dating time, that's yeah. what I call it. You you dating time. You start to ask yourself, man. When given time, given opportunities, you start to ask yourself, okay, what's important during this time? Like this time being True. this period, this era. That's what because 
it's it's all about windows and pockets. And to be honest with you, the things that you say are important in your teens, if you make it to your twenties, and to be honest with you, things have they've, they've changed. Right. You know? So now, if you've outlast your teens, and now you're in your twenties, now we we need to start focusing on okay, what's my purpose in this particular season in my life, in this window, in this you know, in this time frame. What should I be focusing? What should really be what should really be having my full attention and what should I be um using my voice for or using my mm. pen for or using my better judgment for? Dude, I like that, man. It's uh man, you both are working, man. Like time is super valuable. And I've like now that I have days off, um, it's like super, I want to spend time with my daughter. I want to spend time with my wife. Want to make that time exact. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And it's like, dude, when you don't have that much time, like you it's like spoken for. All right, dude, I need to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? I need to make that happen. Beforehand, like you said in your twenties, you like, bro, I'm waking up at 12 a.m. Like, yo, man, what we gonna do, man? You know what I'm saying? I mean, 12 p.m. Yeah, I'm about to say. What we gonna do, man? Yeah, you still up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you still up? You yeah. feel me? So that's real. E. Um, scarcity mindset. I'm gonna run through this. Uh, see if we can find anything. The mind is focused on present set scarcity. Oh, I think I just said that. I think we've been. Through yeah, that. yeah, we done been through that one. Uh. Man's Search for Meaning is a book by Franco, um, Victor Franco, and he was stuck in the Holocaust in a concentration camp. He said uh, three things. He chose his response to he he chose his response to his circumstances instead of letting the circumstances make the choice for him. Number two, when someone or something sets us off, it's because we don't possess the impulse control or we're not aware of another way to respond to that upsetting situation. And number three. Self-control is about inhibiting strong impulses and self-regulation. Reducing the frequency and intensity of strong impulses, impulses by managing stress overload, excuse me, stress overload and recovery. So basically, choosing your response to circumstances that you can't control instead of letting them dictate how you feel. When you get mad, be aware of another way of to respond. And then have self-control when you have strong impulse. Um, yeah, what, what you got to say on that? So point blank is like this. The moral to the lesson is, if it's a test, because you're being tested. If it's a test, treat it like a test. You got multiple choice. You got answer A, answer B, C, D. But this one right here, most likely, you got to treat it like all of the above. Because what you got to understand it's not just one answer to, to this issue. You got to evaluate all of them. And a lot of times when you overthinking it and to, you know, when control, when you understand and control, you got to understand. And again, this a lot of this has to do with what where you at in your life too. Cause you're not gonna handle this the same way as a teen as you would handle it as a you know, a young adult versus, you know, being in your thirties, whatever. Mm. You sitting up there and you're like, okay, I got things that I can really lose right now. In your teens, you're like, man, I don't need this. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's just a job. Right. In your twenties, you got more stuff you own now. So you're like, you know what? Uh, I got a condo. I might need to hang around <laughs> a little long. In your thirties, you got children and all this other stuff. You're like, you know what? 
not the day devil. <laughs> <laughs> that's real, man. You know what I'm saying? So, 100%. Yeah. Like, that's definitely. real, bro. Um, that's all the ones I wanted to run through, man. Um, yeah, man. Like, I just, like I said, I was spitballing, dude. So it's like, yo, man, let me see what come up. I didn't edit none of them. I wrote them down throughout the week or the last two weeks. And I didn't edit none of them. I just pulled it up today. So okay. I'm just running on through. On the last one, what was the first one? The last one? Oh, he said um, he chooses his his response to his circumstances instead of letting his circumstances make the choice for him. Making Make the choice of his response. Trauma. What we mm. talking about with trauma. Yeah. That's that. You can either, you know, you can either be troubled by trauma mm. or you become 100%. <laughs> the, the trouble to the trauma. That's very true, man. That's very true, man. Um, you can let trauma trouble you or that you can bring that, that trouble to the trauma. I got a word for thought, right? Go ahead. Um, if you look at what if you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. And if you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. It's very difficult to find feelings of fear or sadness when you feel grateful. So you can't find those two at the same place. Fear or sadness when you're feeling grateful. And that was, uh, Oprah said that. And I thought that was pretty dope, man. Say, uh, say that last part again. It's very difficult to feel fear or sadness while feeling grateful at the same time. Interesting. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, man. You think about it. It's better to go to a house of mourning than a house of feasting. When you feasting, man, everybody having a good time, bro. Like, to be honest with you, we say that we reminiscing, but we really reminiscing off of the foolishness in life. But when you go to a house of mourning, when you truly reminisce, you're really taking into account all of the things that you've been through. That You know, that's when life itself becomes the instructor and then it's, it's teaching you. Yeah, man. How to value moments is is teaching you how to you know to moderately gauge things that we have no control over but for some odd reason we feel like we have so much control of mm, that's so true i think uh like you said the house of mourning is you you learn what you like i know for sure you learn what you took for granted you know what i'm saying and it's like wow dude there's no more of that I thought it was unlimited, but there's no more of that no more. Is it? Is that really true, though? Because really and truly, if you think about it, that's when it becomes unlimited. Mm, it, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. when you actually talk. You're right. And it's crazy. That's why a lot of people say you're worth more dead than alive. It's like when you look at the greats, man, all of a sudden, man, their prices skyrocket. It's like all of a sudden now people want to run and grab hold of their art. Yeah. And now the art is worth something. Mm-hmm. But all along, when they've been saying stuff, and they read, they, you know, in the world of the, you know, in the, in the land of the living, it's like, man, we take it for granted. Right. It's you like, I saying? could come back to that. Yeah, man. He'll be around, bro. Yeah, man, hey, man, I'll catch you next week. Yeah, I'll catch the next album. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, it becomes a hunt to try to catch that first one. Yeah, man. And you like, the thirst for the first. Right. That's what it becomes. That's real, man. 100%. It's like, man, so what I leave you with today, man, is again, man, um, I don't know if we talked about this before, but it is, man, the search for your magnus, or your mag, your magnus, well, I think it's the magnus opus, magnus opus. I think that's what it's, let me make sure. It might be magnum opus. 
Magus Opus. This is like trying to read. This work is kind of tricky. Magnum Opus, Magnum Opus. And so what that is is like it's your work, man. It's the work in which you uh, put together. And when you are uh, long and gone, is left behind. Sure, some might call it your greatest work, but it's just it's that. It's your treasure box. You mm. Leave it behind. Everybody should have something that uh that should be considered their magnum opus, opus. So yeah, that's real, man. This has uh, been another episode of Real Talk Podcast, man. If you like, share. Excuse me. If you like it, share it. Like it. Share it with your friends, man. Come back next week. See you guys next Thursday. This has been a Real, Real Talk Podcast. Peace. Real Talk. We appreciate you giving us a listen. If you like this episode and would like to engage with us or support, reach out through our social media platforms, linked in the description, and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.